So please give hearts and welcome and clap to Julie from the VRARA. Here we go, Julie, over to you. I don't know if those were clapped or, or heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Love these virtual conferences. Anyways, it's it's great to be here, and I'm gonna dive right into it. Um, my uh, my conversation today is a unique one. It's a term that not many people know what cloud learning is, and I'm here today to talk about how education can be experienced through uh, cloud learning. So introducing myself, um, I play a few roles in the ecosystem, uh, the VR and AR ecosystem. I am co-founder of Metaverse, uh, which has been our company that we started almost five years ago. It's a development and consultation agency who uh, we consult and, and help companies and businesses, education sectors understand the applications of the technology. I also hold, um, I also started a company called XR Ignite, which helps startups, XR startups, uh, basically become prepared to do business within the XR uh, ecosystem. So uh, that's been a, a, a very interesting adventure. I also hold a couple of different roles on the Virtual and Augmented Reality Association. I am the co-chair of the Education Committee, as well as uh, president of the Toronto chapter. I'm also very involved in the student committee, the training committee, and the 5G committee. And um, all of those committees I've uh, basically become part of to, uh, to learn myself and understand the industry, the applications of uh, everything going on in our, in our world right now. And I'm adding, um, well, first of all, I, I took a role as the XR Bootcamp Advisory um, trying to build the, the skill sets, the talent skill sets that we are going to need for uh, future enterprise jobs and connecting the education um, and the training skills that are needed. I am also an Educators in VR member, like many of you, and um, I'm announcing today uh, I've actually been asked to become Canada's Global Affairs investment champion for virtual and augmented reality. So that's one of my new roles. I'm looking forward to basically being the, the champion for Canada, which is kind of crazy. But <laughs> just for the record, I went to school for hotel management. So um, you can literally do anything in this world and learn anything you can to uh, do and go after your passions, right? So we're going to talk about cloud learning. You know, what does that mean? We all know where the classrooms were, have come from. For the past 80 years, right from as early as 1940 and before, we've had these rows of desks. We've had uh, kids in classrooms sitting the same way, learning in a linear thinking fashion, answering the same questions. Why do we need to change now? The reason why we need to change is signs, UPS, they're all engaging in um, using that ticketing purposes. So enterprise is already doing this. This obviously means we need to reflect our education into how are we going to change our education system and prepare the next generation to work in this type of environment. We talk about all of these companies and they're engaging and having robots and automation being implemented into their companies. And there's a big fear out there that we're heading towards this robotic future. Um, I'd like to recommend this book to everybody. It's, a, it's something that I've been reading and kind of, I picked up a lot of my ideas from this book and a lot of the things that I'll be talking about today. 
And basically, when you think about it, what kind of job can be automated, it's any job that requires a yes or no answer, and then, it can, then a machine can do it. So how do we prepare our education system and the next generation to be competitive with robots? Because everybody's afraid of, being, of their jobs being taken over by automation. And already at, in Amazon, they employ over 200,000 robots in Amazon today. That was a report released uh, by PwC about uh, three, two months ago. So it'll be very interesting to see how many robots does Amazon employ one year from now, two years from now, five years from now. So how do we remain competitive against the automated world? And how do we teach our kids in the education system about how to become competitive? So this is something I want to talk about, convergent thinking and moving over to divergent thinking. So convergent thinking is something that we've come from. It's a very yes or no answer learning system. You either have the right answer or the wrong answer. And a lot of the, the science and technology goes behind that because it's straight, it's straight, it's factual, it's one way or the other. And this is where robots will be able to take over. And I don't want to talk about it at take over the world, but when things like this happen, there's obviously more opportunities to uh, create more jobs and different jobs. So we need to move over from convergent thinking to divergent thinking. And how do we change that mindset? Robots can't be divergent thinkers. So how do we shape our humans into divergent thinkers. That obviously requires uh, an immense amount of creativity. Now, I, for one, personally, am not a creative person. When you ask, could I come up with a design for something, that's not really my personal superpower. But I do have a creative talent within inside of me that I can apply to other things, like applying how that technology comes together Everybody knows right now that the speed of innovation is getting faster and faster, and how do we adjust for innovation and additional scope and all of these different things. So uh, discovering solutions when they weren't there when they originally started, this is where the creativity starts to come in. And it's not about painting a picture, but it's about creating a new solution. This comes to uh, a term that I've learned about, and it's called humanic. It's not well known yet, but I think this is going to be a really important term in our ecosystem where the blend of humanity and digital and technology comes together. Humanics is the creative and mental flexibility to be able to adjust to the ecosystem and how things are happening out there and, and what we're building and how all the systems seem together. You need to be able to understand both the technology and the data. and. Once again, I went to school for something completely unrelated than what I am today. I'm personally not a coder. I do know and understand all the programming languages, and I understand the data, I understand the systems that are needed to be put together, whether it be Unity with a system that pulls in haptics or eye tracking, and I understand that. So that's a level of my personal humanics of being able to understand that. And at the same time, we have to be able to communicate and stand on stage and speak to groups of people and go into social rooms and talk further and, and be socially responsible, morally and intellectually there. And this is going to take a part of humanics within them to engage into this ecosystem. Having humanics, how do we engage with 
our education system and teach humanics? Well, we need to introduce new literacies. Understanding the technology, we need to be able to understand that. So we need to teach that in schools. They need to be able to understand what JavaScript is. Understanding all of the technology that's being embedded into the back of our developments is really important. Understanding the data and the measurements of the analytics is super important. Obviously, we're going to have eye tracking and all sorts of measurables of the analytics that uh, will take place in everything we do from a math game using augmented reality to a virtual experience where um, you're diving into a remote location or you're being tested on where you're looking. So those analytics and understanding what um, you're using this technology is really important. And of course, including elements of the arts and communication. These new literacies are where we need to go next. Now, I'm going to come back to the ability to be creative. And this is where we all create our own humanics, our own engagement, and our own create personal creativity to build a persona for ourselves and hone in on our superpowers to become creative within an ecosystem. Ken Robinson said it himself in his TED talk in 2016, that creativity is the process of having original ideas that have value. And when we all become internally creative about something that we're passionate about, we can actually build a little, our own business for ourselves in the, in the fact that we can sustain ourselves in the, in the economy and um, contribute towards whether it's a social aspect or a business or anything to do with the economy, we can give back and it's a creative part of ourselves. Being creative and having these new skill sets and thinking differently takes a little bit of a higher order of mental skill sets. Entrepreneurship is, is one of the first things. It's the new gig economy that we're all uh, a part of. We're all, you know, whether you're doing your own thing, you obviously know an entrepreneur. You know businesses are starting to hire um, smaller, unique companies that specialize in certain things. And entrepreneurship skills, being able to hone in on your own personal superpowers and then turn that into a business for yourself, already you're an entrepreneur. So that's what this is going to take. Systems thinking, coming back to how, all, how do all of these things piece together? How do we use uh, this technology, this technology, and this technology to produce an activation or to create a classroom where you will be able to engage those students into an experiential learning experience and have them engage and understanding how all those systems come together. Cultural agility. This is an interesting one because I think this is very far from all of our minds. Cultural agility is going to be really important for us to be able to come into these rooms and sit together, go into these social spaces and accept people for who they are, their backgrounds, their experience. Coming back to critical thinking, this is where how do we implement uh, critical thinking and all of those skill sets into our education. Well, let's come back to STEAM, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. This is where we are going to obviously use the same setup that we're using in our education systems now. We need to bring all of these messages forward. And I'd like to focus on one of the skill sets is soft skills. This is where we start to build critical thinking and um, problem solving and using sciences 
to discover that. And I think sciences is a really, really important subject that we need to address more in schools. It's something that has not been taught to its abilities and using this technology, VR and AR, to be able to explore and discover and um, use this technology in ways to um, build out those soft skills that everybody needs to become, to have talents to be able to come into these spaces and um, collaborate and and start to discover in different ways how uh, how things operate. And these soft skills are a, a huge piece of education that is starting to slowly shift. But enterprise is really, uh, really trying to figure out where these, this talent is uh, coming out of school. They're missing this skill set. So it's really important that we start to focus a lot of our education on these soft skills so these people, so the students can come into these spaces and become successful. They can work and engage in this technology and be successful, especially with communication and collaboration. And as you can tell with educators in VR, collaborating on a global level is a really cool thing. You get a lot of stuff done. Uh, how do we learn that? Well, let's talk about online learning. 100% um, of all students will learn online today and in the future, and I don't think we have an argument there. I think everybody knows how connected we are, not preparing and educating them for that. So how do you use your education to support divergent thinking, humanics, new literacies, creativity, and a higher order of mental skills? And that's by accessing the cloud using XR technologies. So, Accessing learning, we use virtual and augmented reality to access that technology. Um, implementing VR and AR into the classrooms is the technology being able to uh, use that technology and access platforms starting to be built is going to be really important. So when do we use cloud learning applications? Well, as I was saying, teachers are usually afraid of the fact that um, their jobs are going to be taken over and parents don't like it because they think that students are going to be in headsets all day. But let's take a step back and let's put those students in headsets and, and let's take them to an exploration where something is dangerous, where something is impossible, where something is counterproductive, expensive or rare. Those things, if we start to think about how we're going to implement um, these technologies into our education, should be focused on these things only because to have face-to-face -face conversation with your students and engagement is still priority. The social aspect still needs to be there. But if you can take them somewhere that is dangerous and have them experience something standing on the side of a cliff or right in front of a man-eating uh, live animal or whether you're dealing with nuclear reactors or a heavy piece of machinery, anything that's dangerous, Having them engage in this virtual space using this technology is obviously a very safe space and they can practice, they can learn, they can immerse themselves into that dangerous location. Impossible. If there's something that's uh, near impossible but could happen, um, you know, we want to be able to put those students into, into that space and, you know, diving into uh, a human heart or body is pretty much impossible. But in virtual reality, we can do that. So we need to expose our students to this type of education. 
counterproductive, and um, this is something that you don't really often think about, but the amount of materials that we use to train students, you know, whether it be um, a welding, you know, piece of welding, or um, uh, something that's creating a, a material over and over again that becomes waste in our, in, you know, in our environment is, is counterproductive. So being able to come into these spaces and work on these things without wasting materials is, is really important. Expensive and rare, that goes right you know, to um, medical, studying cadavers, they're very excessive, they're rare to come across, dead bodies are rare to come across, go figure, right? Using this technology to enhance that learning. Benefits of cloud learning, obviously access to real world exploration, you can go anywhere, we're already here, we're all sitting in the same space, experiencing beyond the classroom. Having students learn at their own pace, I think that's really important. Everybody knows that everybody works and learns very differently. And going back 80 plus years, they assumed everybody learned the same. This type of technology is gonna change that. The collaboration and communication piece, that's going to be enhanced with uh, group projects, being able to uh, meet with a specialist who may just be the expert that you need to talk to. Having an individual learning plan, I think this is kind of one of those big things that that would be so nice if I had my own personal plan. And I think everybody can agree that implementing that into an education in this day forward is, is one way to go. I believe that cloud learning will have a marketplace where you will be able to access all of this content. It will be a place where you can meet and pick out which subjects that you wish to have. Online courses, accessibility, to create ideas, being able to search things on the web and create and share that type of marketplace will be accessible through cloud learning. I believe there will be a token system of value and credits, not just for the students, but for the teachers too. I'll talk in a minute about teachers, but I think that we'll start to uh, build an exchange of ideas where the students will want to be credited for what they've done. And I think we're also going to have, whether it's enterprise or the education system, start to value what those students are doing inside the space. I believe corporate standards certifications are going to take place where we're going to have to match what enterprise is looking for, just like going back into the companies that are starting to establish VR training into their workplace already. What are those certifications to be able to get to that point? Um, sustainability programs and recognition, I think this is going to be huge with corporations contributing back into the education system and then as well as schools, how they're building that XR's talent within the schools and what kind of sustainability responsibility is taking place. The ideas that the students generate through the marketplace will be sold in the bigger marketplace and the enterprise and opening up that door for creativity from our students to be able to contribute back into the economy. Okay, so the role of the teachers. I believe that teachers need to become mentors and I'm not taking away that job at all from teachers. I think the teachers right now are the most important people we have in education. They don't know this technology uh, much more than the students do. The students actually probably know more than the teachers. So why not use those students to help you learn as educators? Can you imagine giving a group, a small group of students, the role of tech team, and they're in charge of making sure all the technology for that class 
into the classrooms and, and having them help them. I think that accreditation of knowledge and experience for teachers is going to become really important too. To be able to stand up here and talk about a subject, you're going to have to know your stuff. You're going to have to know and have that projected voice of interest to keep kids engaged. And um, they're going to turn back and they're going to rate you on your knowledge base. And um, they're probably going to write a reference about you. And I think that's where it's going. Healthy mentality, just making sure that you're doing all the things that you need to do to stay healthy in the mind, heart, and soul. Take out the technology, that's number one. Um, the awareness of the analytics, we talked about that. Be aware of what you're being measured on, whether it's eye tracking or haptics, heart rates and biometrics and stuff like that, just being aware of that. Um, the standards for business and education, this is something where I think that Corporations need to contribute back into uh, into the ecosystem, and this is going to become a best practice of corporate responsibility, moving those enterprise standards into education to make sure that we discover that XR talent is ready for the business world. Hardware and software innovation, that's a whole topic on its own of just um, staying on top of which headsets are best which uh, platforms are, will give the best experiences. And within those experiences, DVY, the user experience, will be addressed as to what are those best practices for those user experiences. Quality checks, UI and networks, addressing 5G just quickly. You know, a lot of people have questions on 5G. We're about to build these sectors where things will be 100 times faster. We'll start to carry phones that will produce more content at such a fast pace, how do we manage that? And those best practices of, of dealing with all that are gonna be really important. And then social and sustainable uh, responsibility. So um, just being able to be contributing back into the global, the, the world and using this technology in the best ways possible to educate our students. Putting this all together, cloud learning will be out there. It's going to be out there in the ecosystem. How we access it, it will be through marketplaces that will host the best practices in global standards. And how we'll implement that into the classrooms will be up to the teachers. And that's why you're all here this week. There's so much to learn. There's so many different ways of thinking you need to think. And it will be up to our educators to kind of change the way that we learn, change the way that you teach, and being able to implement some of these, these pieces of classrooms uh, to help change that will build our next generations to be sustainable in a future that they'll be able to have for themselves. Wonderful. Thank you, thank you very All much, right. everybody. Please, big hearts and big loves, big applause for Julie Smithson here about cloud learning. And can I just say what a professional you are to continue despite the audio. Hats off to you. I don't know how I would have coped, but absolutely professional. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>